Here's a few exciting scenes from tonight's episode of The Tom Gully Show. We're lucky enough to be speaking with Dave Herman, the elite mixed martial artist and uh, just amazing competitor. And we'd love to be talking to him just about his amazing career. Also with us is his wife, Madeline. And we'd love to just be talking about what I am sure is an amazing love story. But unfortunately, we're talking with him about something that's becoming an all-too-frequent news story, and that's the inexplicable use of police force, in this case, bizarre and inexplicable, as he was tased, arrested, and charged with multiple felonies while simply trying to comply with the police. Sadly for the police, his wife Madeline was armed with a video recorder that captured footage in direct conflict with the incident report. So you're in the gas station, the lights are on, and you then do what? I step out and uh, greet the officers and get my, my their response greeting was a gun in my face and screaming at me. This whole thing happened so fast. Were you ever given any justification or rationalization of why these these weapons were drawn out so very, very quickly uh, after this stop? No, I, I was never given anything. I was never even Mirandized. You're kidding me. No, I still haven't been read my rights. They get you down, they get you in the car. Madeline, what's going through your mind and what inside your being gave you the inspiration to, hey, there's an iPad in the back seat. I'm rolling video. Well, again, I, I was on the same page with Dave. I think I even said um, to him right before he got out, maybe they can help us <laughs> Right. Well, <laughs> as that... he's stepping out of the vehicle. And all of a sudden there's screaming and I got, I see the officer with his weapon drawn. The iPad just happened to be laying on top of my diaper bag, which is not generally the case. So, um, I grabbed it because I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, Oh, this is not, this is not good. <laughs> well, and, and, and boy, is it a good thing you did? And this is the thing. Boy, there's so many things about this. Excuse me. I am, pissed off okay because if you hadn't done that all we would have been left with is the incident report and why because oh gosh well, i guess my my body cam wasn't working and that uh dash cam that is supposed to come on when the lights come on my police car it also wasn't working and i'm going to tell you there's a, a portion of the video madeline shot where the two police actually discuss this in front of her and I don't think you have to be wearing a tinfoil hat to look at that video and say, are those guys getting their story straight that they don't have any video of this? Well, that's that was the narrative in all of the media before the vid video came out. That's why I released the video. I took the video originally for evidence. Just, hey, you know, I need to protect my husband. I had no idea that media was coming out until several friends called uh, started calling me saying, um, I've just been forwarded this news story. And sure enough, I go on Google and there's everybody's like, oh, Dave Herman's, you know, out there acting erratically, um, endangering the life of his son, which was infuriating to me because my son's life actually was in danger, but it wasn't my husband's fault. He did everything he could to protect him in this situation. But the police officers sat there and um, upon request, hey, can I shut this car door? Can I roll this window up to keep my son warm? They wouldn't allow us to do it. They subjected him to the elements, freezing elements, for over 30 minutes. Dave is tased, taken off to the hospital, and then the lockup. He has no idea that video has even been shot of this. I put his video out of, of the actual incident 
the amount of support, the amount of people who I have been through this too, this is ridiculous. The amount of people um, asking if there's any way to help, the amount of people calling the prosecutor's office blew me away. You know, it, it forces you to go through somersaults and contortions to deal with something that's just, it's just patently unfair. Yeah, uh, I'm still being charged with my own assault. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's he's not happy, nor should he be. I agree. Uh do you have any further comments? <laughs> yeah, he's not happy about me being charged with my own assault either. When I went into the gas station and took the baby in there to stay warm, the attendants, you know, asked, Hey, what's going on? Um, and I said, uh, <laughs> I'm really not quite sure at this point. And she goes, yeah, it was really weird. I saw him with his hands up and then they tased him. Um, the prosecutor's office, though, to their uh, forthcomingness, has not given us anything. Uh, wouldn't tell me what he was being charged with. Wouldn't tell Dave didn't know what he was being charged with until he showed up to court that day. Um, they've been extremely uncooperative. I actually don't spend that much time in the gym. Dave's a little bit of an anomaly. I, uh, okay, okay. I do unorthodox training methods. Uh, you get tased by police. Yes, that was, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like, uh, they, they came out with like an electrical thing that you can just hook up to yourself. <laughs> and then, so it works you out. Yeah. A taser is just a really, really strong one. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, when I first started out, like you show up a lot of times, like I'd show up and then the guy's like, I'm not fighting that guy. <laughs> and now I'm like, now I don't have an opponent. So it might be, you know, does anybody else want to fight this guy? It's just like whoever's there or, uh, you know, maybe if somebody from the crowd, um, that, that had happened before. Wow. Um, that, I wouldn't advise that. So <laughs> I wouldn't advise going to any sporting event, being in the crowd and then deciding you can take part in it. The, the only good nickname is your own name. And, and that sounds stupid. Dave, the Dave Herman Herman would just wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> also uh, continue to call the prosecutor's office and tell them that you watched a video. You want these charges dropped against the man seen in the video being assaulted and refiled against the men who actually committed the crimes and, um, you know, we want their badges. Uh, get these get these dangerous men off the streets. Do you have their names? The officers' names, just so that everybody knows, are op op Deputy Jared Treesh, T-R-E-E-S-H, Officer Steve Brady, and Officer Zach Mord, M-O-O-R-D. I sort of thought maybe they were going to just leave me in jail for two days and then be like, all right, just to mess with me. Thinking, you know, there's no way they're honestly going to like, like, what are they doing? You know, um, are these people really, they don't have any honesty or an integrity due to some violent content. Parental discretion is advised. It's time America, Mr. Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea. Let's go to press. So sit back, buckle in, place your tray table in its upright lock position and get ready for big time radio, friends. It's time for...
Good evening, it is Saturday, January 24th, 2014, episode 234. I'm Tom Gully, and tonight on The Tom Gully Show, Dave Herman is one of the top heavyweights in mixed martial arts, but that's not why he's on the show tonight. This week, while driving home with his wife Madeline and two-and-a-half-year-old son, he was pulled over, tased, and arrested during a simple traffic stop all while attempting to comply with police directions. Subsequently, he was charged with three felonies and a Class A misdemeanor. And the incident report describes him as aggressive, among other inaccuracies. Well, what the police didn't count on was Dave's wife, Madeline, rolling video of the incident. You can watch the video on our website. Once you do, you'll wonder just what the hell these so-called officers were thinking, if they were thinking at all. Right now, you can call the DeKalb County, Indiana Prosecutor's Office at 260-925-1646. Tell them you've seen the video and demand that the charges be dropped. If you can, record the call so we get a good accounting of the less than polite behavior exhibited to many from their office. The police, by and large, do an outstanding job. Nobody's arguing with that. But more and more, we're becoming aware of a segment of officers not interested in public safety and an attitude that goes along with it. Worse still, people like Dave and Madeline Herman are being forced to defend themselves from smoke and mirrors. Without the video Madeline shot, they'd have gotten away with it, scot-free. We'll hear the entire story of the strange, unexplainable, and irresponsible actions of the police during the arrest and tasing of Dave Herman, tonight on The Tom Gully Show. For almost two centuries, Americans have enjoyed the valuable privileges of freedom. Now, freedom needs each American to dedicate himself to its preservation. We must not allow our liberties to be endangered by neglect of our duties as citizens. During this year of rededication, Join with your fellow Americans in reaffirming the principles on which this country is founded and the safeguarding of those principles. Make it your business to see that federal, state, and local governments are conducted honestly. Help to maintain the good morale of your sons and daughters in the armed forces. Learn the facts about all candidates and issues. Then vote for the one you believe in. Make the most of every minute on your job. Produce as much as you can and thus increase our military and economic strength. Work for better schools and a better community. Guard your American heritage of freedom. It needs you. I am the Tom Gully Show Podcast Translator 3000. Translating newsmakers for humans. Translating Bristol Palin. Um, regardless of what I did personally, I just... I just think that abstinence is the only way that you can effectively 100% foolproof way to prevent pregnancy. Translation. Here's how my special brand of abstinence works. First I find a muscle-bound simpleton. Then I let him pin my ankles behind my head and pound me like a veal cutlet. Encouraging him to thrust his throbbing love sickle into my pulsating meat wallet. 
over and over and over again, banging me like a screen door in a hurricane, filling my tampon tunnel with his man mustard. Then, later, believe it or not, I get $20,000 for giving a speech on abstinence. Kind of like a guy with one hand getting $20,000 to talk about lawnmower safety. This has been the Tom Gully Show Podcast Translator 3000. Good day. We're lucky enough to be speaking with Dave Herman, the elite mixed martial artist and uh, just amazing competitor. And we'd love to be talking to him just about his amazing career. Also with us is his wife, Madeline. And we'd love to just be talking about what I am sure is an amazing love story that culminated in our third guest, who you might not hear so much from, is that's their two-and-a-half son, Leo. But unfortunately, we're talking with him about something that's becoming an all-too-frequent news story, and that's the inexplicable use of police force, in this case, bizarre and inexplicable, as he was tased, arrested, and charged with multiple felonies while simply trying to comply with the police, sadly for the police. His wife, Madeline, was armed with a video recorder that captured footage in direct conflict with the incident report. They're here to talk with us today. Welcome, Herman family. Hey, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Uh, now, re real quick disclosure. I have an immediate family member that's a deputy sheriff, and I've been on a zillion ride-alongs. I've seen hundreds of traffic stops. In other words, I've seen this done the right way. And although I'm not an officer, I cannot imagine something going down the way it did with you folks can you take us back to how the whole thing started uh, you and madeline and leo are coming home from a friend's house late at night i think it was last friday uh through the heavy metropolitan area of dekalb county <laughs> yes there was uh just corn everywhere <laughs> um it was actually uh late monday night early tuesday morning but... oh, okay okay uh we were um having vehicle trouble uh my uh serpentine yeah the serpentine belt uh fell off one of the uh pulleys broke off completely and uh did not have a serpentine belt and uh <laughs> or, so, a, or a pulley on you or a pulley uh and uh that makes it so your uh battery dies um or you know your, your doesn't alternator. charge doesn't charge your battery um and, um, you know, we were trying to, uh, um, you know, just get home safely, basically. Sure, 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 sure. sure. And, uh, and, of course, with an alternator out, you don't want to turn the car off because it's running and it won't start again. There's no power in the battery. Uh, do you first see the party lights of the police? Is that the first thing that alerted you someone was following you or did you notice them before that? No, we still had uh, the battery was still charged at this point. Like right when that happened, that we still had a battery charge. Oh, okay. The okay. alternator would not recharge the battery though. So at this point, we still have a full battery, but once it's dead, we're done. You know, then we're done. Then we're stuck where we are. We can't do anything. Right, right. Um, but uh, so you know, started the car back up, trying to get somewhere. We were um, losing power. And, uh, had the hazards on and yeah, I had the hazard lights on already, but we were losing power. So I was shutting down every unnecessary electrical function, um, as we were going and just so we could try to get there. Sure. Sure. And, uh, I turned down everything but the hazard lights and then, uh, the police uh, pulled up behind me 
which I was thinking, okay, sweet, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and, uh, you know, if in fact they were police officers, um, which I still haven't seen any ID. Yeah. It was, it was the vehicle marked. Um, that one I think was, I, I, I don't know. I didn't, was lights. It was, you can't, at that point I, I, it was dark. I, afterwards when I was laying on the ground next to it at the gas station, I did think I noticed that it was marked. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, but when the when the lights are on in your rear view and everything, it's just a bright white light and and stuff behind you. Yeah, there we're it's just pitch black and there's we're surrounded by cornfields. Okay, so you, uh, yeah, that's the other thing is if your car is going to go down on I sixty nine in DeKalb County, you're in big trouble because it's cold, and it's not like there's a hundred cars coming by every minute. Uh, and cell phone service is a little bit sketchy as well. <laughs> definitely sketchy around the Auburn area. Uh, now when you saw these lights and everything's happening, obviously you're concerned. You've got your wife with you. You've got your young son with you. Uh, what's your thought, uh, as you're there at the gas station, uh, a bright, well-lit area with a security camera. Incidentally, I checked into this and you can't find one standard. Here's what you should do when you see police lights. No, and I, this is, uh, in driver's ed. In driver's ed, and one of the questions on the Indiana State driver's license test is what to do in the event flashing lights, uh, you know, come up behind you, and it says pull over to a safe, well lit area. Well, and that's that was what, the correct answer. That's what I'm getting to is that everything you see out there says pull over to a safe area. Do not endanger the officer. Don't put them in yeah. harm's way. Do not put yourself in harm's way. Police are actually instructed now how to park their vehicles along the side of the road in case someone hits their vehicle and knocks it into the other one. I mean, this is an unsafe thing to do, especially on I-69, one in the morning, and your car, it doesn't have lights. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I've done the same thing. I've, I've been, you know, seen the lights and driven half a mile on a city street until I found a parking lot where we could pull over and be safe. I think what you did, the average policeman on a state highway knows people are going to, you know, you got to give them till the next exit to pull over. Absolutely. And there's also, there was a case one uh, for a woman in Arizona. Uh, I believe it was, they were calling it right to light. Um, because she did the same thing and, and they tried to charge her with essentially the same things and um, she won it because you need that. The officer needs that. Everybody involved, it's it's in everybody's best interest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, we'll get to these charges in a minute. That's the thing that's got me steamed. Uh, so you're in the gas station, the lights are on, and you then do what? I step out and uh, greet the officers and get... My, my their response greeting was a gun in my face and screaming at me well and that's another thing here i i everything i've always heard is you know you got you you can't use lethal force or draw your weapon unless there's an imminent threat upon your life now i'm sure they they probably ran your plates at some point but there was no report of a a, a guy matching your description in your kind of car that had just robbed a bank or shot someone to death. This was a traffic stop. I don't believe so, but you know they <laughs> might make something like that up just to try to cover it up. And you know? we'll get to that in a second too, because this is this is just 
BS and nonsense from the start to the finish. So you're out of the car and they are screaming. You can see this in the YouTube video. It'll be posted uh, on our site. It's naturally it's on YouTube. And I mean, like a normal person, when people lights, guns are out and they are just screaming. Yeah. Uh, and, and you are, are your composure, uh, you know, hats off to you because your hands are up and you are very clearly saying, I don't know who you are. And you're trying to comply with them very clearly. Yes. Yes, I was. Um, I, well, I had a gun in my face. I really didn't have very much choice. Right, right, right. Uh, so your your hands are up. They finally, they tell you to get down on the ground. You start in this, correct me if I'm wrong, you start getting down on the ground for them. And yeah. that's when they tase you. Yep. Uh, now, you're a big dude and you're a, a conditioned athlete. And we'll talk about that later. The condition MMA athletes are in goes so far beyond any other sport I can think of. Uh, what was it like being tased? Um, I've been tased before, actually. Um, it's it's um, it's you just being electrocuted. It makes your muscles flex so fast that they it's more or less like a full body cramp. Okay. Now, did this have you out and down for a long time, or was it just? Well, as soon as they quit electrocuting you the cramp stops and then you get regain uh, function of your limbs and stuff. Okay. So nice. now, how in fear for your life were you at, right when this thing started? I mean, what, what was going on to you? You've been in intense physical combat. I know you're an athlete, so maybe your mind is calm during that, but you've been in some intense situations. What was your brain doing during this one? Um, well, I mean, the initial was just kind of like shock, I guess. Like, what, what, are, like, just what are you doing? What, what's going on? Why, like, you know, why are you coming at me like this? Right. Um, but, and I'm like trying to talk to the guy, and he's just they're screaming at me, and um, you know, I don't want, I, I've got you know a two and a half year old or a two and a half month old son uh, in the car with me, and. <clears throat> And guys have weapons out and lights on. I mean, for no yeah, reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm still. I get worked up when I think about it. I understand. You should get worked up. Everybody should get worked up about this. Uh, this whole thing happened so fast. Were you ever given any justification or rationalization of why these these weapons were drawn out so very very quickly uh, after this stop? No, I I was never given anything. I was never even Mirandized. You're kidding me. No, I still haven't been read my rights. Oh, wow. Oh, that is that is absolutely amazing. Uh, now, they get you down. They get you in the car. Madeline, what's going through your mind? And what inside your being gave you the inspiration to, hey, there's an iPad in the back seat. I'm rolling video. Well, again, I, I was on the same page with Dave. I think I even said... Um, to him right before he got out, maybe they can help us <laughs> Right, well, <laughs> as that... he's stepping out of the vehicle. And all of a sudden there's screaming and I got, I see the officer with his weapon drawn. The iPad just happened to be laying on top of my diaper bag, which is not generally the case. So, um, I grabbed it because I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, Oh, this is not, this is not good. <laughs> well, and, and, and boy, is it a good thing you did? And this is the thing. Boy, there's so many things about this. Excuse me. I am pissed off. Okay. Because 
if you hadn't done that, all we would have been left with is the incident report. And why? Because, oh gosh, well, I guess my, my body cam wasn't working and that uh, dash cam that is supposed to come on when the lights come on my police car, it also wasn't working. And I'm going to tell you, there's a, a portion of the video Madeline shot where the two police actually discuss this in front of her. And I don't think you have to be wearing a tinfoil hat to look at that video and say, are those guys getting their story straight that they don't have any video of this? Right. Uh, it, it is, a, it's just, it kind of doesn't pass the smell test. <laughs> you, you, yeah. know, you know what I mean? It's like suddenly you don't have this footage. Well, it's a good thing that she did because, and this is the thing, um, look, police are human beings. If this thing had happened and one of the guys just after the whole thing said, look, we were amped up. We didn't know what was going on, blah, 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 down the line. And it was a misunderstanding. That's one thing, sir. There'll be no charges, blah, blah, blah. Of course, they'd be in fear they were going to get sued. But that's one thing, because 20 years ago, this would have been a normal traffic traffic stop. And how can we help you down the road? The thing that's really pissing me off here is that they are continuing with their bullshit story, excuse my language, about what happened here, that you're aggressive. And if we hadn't had her video, that would have been the story that was out there. And you would have been branded in the same category as uh, War Machine or some of the other people in MMA who are acting out and doing bad things. And, and people would have just believed it because that's the police's story. Well, that's that was the narrative in all of the media before the vid video came out. That's why I released the video. I took the video originally for evidence. Just, hey, you know, I need to protect my husband. I had no idea that media was coming out until several friends called, uh, started calling me saying, um, I've just been forwarded this news story. And sure enough, I go on Google and there's everybody's like, oh, Dave Herman's, you know, out there acting erratically, um, endangering the life of his son which was infuriating to me because my son's life actually was in danger, but it wasn't my husband's fault. He did everything he could to protect him in this situation. But the police officers sat there and um, upon request, hey, can I shut this car door? Can I roll this window up to keep my son warm? They wouldn't allow us to do it. They subjected him to the elements, freezing elements, for over 30 minutes. Why Did they give a reason why they wouldn't let you close the door or roll up the window or did they even offer hey would you like to sit in our squad car and stay warm if they're worried there's something in the car or whatever else fine did they offer that after about somewhere after about 30 minutes he did come the officer uh, shown speaking to me in the video said hey do you want to sit in the squad car it's warmed up um i did not want you know Dave to watch my son and I having to walk over with no understanding of in uh, us getting an, into the squad car. So I said, um, can I go inside the, the gas station? And they allowed me to do that instead. Oh, how, how nice of them. Yes. Uh, it's very, very kind. How gallant, how chivalrous. Yes. Um, the, the whole thing, did you have Dave, any interaction with the police on the way to the lockup? Did they talk to you? Did they say anything um, to you? I actually traveled to, uh, they took me to the hospital after that, which I guess they do after they, uh, tase you to make sure they didn't kill you or you're not about to die. Um, and so I traveled in the, uh, like the EMS. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, and then, uh, other than that, no, not really. Well, the, the, 
the thing that we were talking about, the little gosh, no cameras were rolling interaction was one part of this video. Uh, one part that isn't necessarily factual, but you can just tell by watching it, is the attitude of the officer when your wife asks him for identification. Yeah. It, it's almost like, how dare you ask me for, you peon. Yeah, it's written all over his face. Yeah, and then when it comes to the issue of his own identification, he gets real snarky. You yeah. know, it's it's like, uh, uh, you understand why I'm not going to give you my uh my driver's license that's got my personal information on it like like you didn't know yes, that but you would like me to show you mine <laughs> yeah 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 uh, this notion that that uh i've seen on the internet expressed that well if he had just complied he'd have been fine i'm looking at that video going he's complying well, not only that, but, you know, we've received a tremendous amount of, uh, of support, definitely more than, than the negative feedback. Um, but and the most common negative feedback that we've been getting is how dare he demand ID. I don't know about you, but if you watch that video, at no point does Dave demand anything. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's telling please, them. Can you show me your ID? Can you please tell me who you are? I don't know. But at no point is, is, are any demands made from from us all the demands were um to dave and he's trying to comply well incidentally you're allowed to ask for identification we have gotten to a point in this country where people believe that the police have the right to stop you for any reason ask for anything for any reason and that we're supposed to comply you you do not have to give them your identification unless they have a legitimate reason for it. You don't have to submit to a search unless they have a legitimate reason for it. And I'm just looking at this whole thing. Where was the probable cause? Where was the the evidence that says we need to draw our weapons here? The guy's not even out of the car and we've got weapons drawn. What's up with that? The I mean, at no point did they even, like you said, they didn't it's, say, hey. It's not um, serve and protect anymore. It's harass and assault. Well, yeah. And it's also the public might be doing something. And so I get to use lethal force so I don't get hurt. The average citizen has to demonstrate that there was a lethal intent that was immediate upon their life to use lethal force. Why are the police held to a lesser rather than a higher standard or at least the same standard? Uh, they're the ones with the training. They're the well, ones with the guns. Why don't they have more? Uh, you know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you their argument right now. It's well, we put our lives on the line every day. Yeah, you do, and that was your decision. You exactly actually get off on that. You love it. Well, you brag it, about it every other time, except for when something bad happens, and you're like, "Oh, poor me, poor me." Well, it's it's part of the job. You you know that going into it, and the truth of the matter is that the vast, 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 vast. I mean, into the ninetieth percentile of law enforcement officers will never once fire their weapon on the job. Uh, if 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 we're to look at every traffic stop as this guy could be Charles Manson, well, then we're just going to have people continue to be shot without weapons on them, continue to have things happen like happened to you. And You're right. N not all not all police officers are like this. I have I actually have several friends that are police officers, and um, you know I don't think any of them would ever do anything like this. And and well, if they one of their fellow officers was, I think for sure they would do something about it. But. <laughs> one of the one of the biggest problems, though, in this situation is, yes, we do have some some bad individuals on the police force and it is an individual problem. But it is also a um, a problem with 
it's it's how the, um i'm it's losing a, my words here no it's a systemic problem because well, it, it's not just a a cop usually a bad cop is in a bad department and that bad department is attached to a prosecutor and they say that the prosecutor is independent of the police and is you know supposed to be impartial wrong they work together all the time that's and, what it's really looking like here well, well it, it is it, because they overcharged you to the nth degree and those are felonies those are going to go with a person forever and that's the part that's pissing me off here is they're not backing off that and that's the collusion it's well and it's it it makes it become protocol like these police officers acted completely erratically they endangered all of our lives um you know they they've got tasers and guns drawn with finger on the trigger in between four gas pumps like <laughs> it's just ridiculous and then there's no you know this is yeah uh by doing by acting like this by continuing to charge Dave with this instead of saying hey uh you guys need to back off we're going to need to talk about this we need to at least pull you off the streets for a little while and get this taken care of nope we're going to charge this guy that makes it all the other officers that see this go oh yeah that's how you behave that's how we're going to treat the people that we're supposed to be serving and protecting that's insane well and it also makes the public mistrustful of the entire police department uh just from a pr standpoint this is moronic i i mean you know for everybody in dekalb county to think wow i can get pulled over and tased for nothing that's going to make people that are doing bad things even more anxious. We've actually been getting a lot of emails from people in DeKalb County. I think a lot of them already realized that. Yeah, well, look, I grew up in Hamilton County, and I have a bizarre story from years ago of being driven home by a designated driver, getting pulled over. They take from Carmel the designated driver, for those of you not from Indiana, it's like 40 miles from Carmel to Noblesville. Keep me and the two girls locked in the car by ourselves. They left, took our driver's licenses and said, you stay here while we go breathalyze this guy. We waited for three hours. They bring him back. Everything's fine now. You can leave. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of the way it goes in, in some of these counties in Indiana. It's we're going to do what we want because we know that the prosecutor won't really do anything about it. And the judges aren't all that anxious to. Those people yep. work together every day. The, the average criminal isn't there every day. The average citizen isn't there every day. But those guys are on the phone, having lunch, working together. It's only natural, human nature, that they're going to cover each other. I definitely uh, feel like I'm getting tag-teamed right now, for sure. The, the overcharging of this whole thing, uh, some of the charges, and particularly this thing in the in, uh, incident report, that you were aggressive with them. I, I, that's just science fiction. Yeah, they they blatantly lied in most of it. Um, actually, uh, they charged me with everything they did to me. They did a, they committed a bunch of crimes, and then all the crimes they committed, they charged me with. Well, yeah, because uh, one of them had something to do with uh, your vehicle. The, yeah. Um, vehicle resisting. Well, vehicle resisting arrest, uh, a couple uh, assault on police officers, endangering a dependent. Which, if vehicle, if we're resisting arrest, if that's the first crime they're stating we committed, when were we under arrest? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just it. Is you have to kind of know you're under arrest to, yeah. uh, you know, resist, resist arrest. And normally, arrest is associated with some form of charge uh, that's uh, that's arrestable. Traffic. I don't know about you, but I've never been arrested for faulty taillight. 
I don't no, never. I never have. I did get a fix it ticket one time. I think <laughs> I've had, I've had guys tell me they get that fixed and send me on my way. Yeah. One time, even I might even have got a warning. That was, thank you for that. Instead of giving me the ticket. Right. <laughs> right. But this, this I, I'm just wondering, cause man, you know, I, I try to see both sides of everything. At what point does an officer decide this guy with taillights out needs us to pull tasers out? It just, uh, uh, absolutely amazing. Can you talk about uh, what you mentioned? Well, I, I could see when I was like, hey, could you please show me your ID? That's when I, it flipped in his eye. Boom, we better chase this guy. He said, please. <laughs> he made a furtive motion for the Constitution of the United States. I had to shoot it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, can you talk about some of the support? Because one of the most interesting things about this to me is that Dave is tased, taken off to the hospital and then the lockup. He has no idea that video has even been shot of this. Uh, Manly, can you talk about some of the support and the reaction and what you did while Dave was in the lockup getting express water service? <laughs> well, um, you know, initially, um, they, I didn't know that this had was a, a media story at all. Um, and then immediately friends, family, everybody starts coming together and, you know, they're looking for the other side of the story, even though there's not, none of it out there yet. And obviously being supportive, which, you know, you hope and, and, and expect from family and friends. Um, when I put his video out of, of the actual incident, the amount of support, the amount of people who I have been through this too, this is ridiculous. The amount of people um, asking if there's any way to help, the amount of people calling the prosecutor's office blew me away. I, I mean, I know that there is a, a lot of people out there that um, are as fed up with this as, as we are, but to, to personally undergo this, um, to have Dave locked up, we're not getting to talk to each other. We're not getting, you know, you kind of, there's a hopelessness and a, um, a helplessness that, that come with that. And then to start receiving that was, um, it was really touching and, and, and brought a whole, like a silver lining to a, a really dark, <laughs> a really dark stormy day. <laughs> well, yeah. And you guys aren't out of this yet. That's the whole thing about this is that, you know, it, it forces you to go through somersaults and contortions to deal with something that's just, it's just patently unfair. Yeah, uh, I'm still being charged with my own assault. He's not happy, nor should he be. I agree. Uh, do you have any further comments? <laughs> yeah, he's not happy about me being charged with my own assault either. Yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you. You'll be it'd soon. Be charged with incitement uh, to riot for inciting a riot, probably out there. Um, I understand that that there's been a little um, question as to what may or may not have happened to the video inside of the gas station that you stopped at. Yeah, um, that's uh, well. My wife knows better than me. We, um, I, when I went into the gas station and took the baby in there to stay warm, the attendants, you know, asked, Hey, what's going on? Um, and I said, uh, I'm really not quite sure at this point. And she goes, yeah, it was really weird. I saw him with his hands up and then they tased him. She goes, you need to, uh, the police officer, one of the officers just came in and requested our video. You need to request it as well. 
And I said, absolutely, I'll be, I'll be doing that. She gave me her number and I called in the morning to speak to the manager and was forwarded on to their corporate office or whatever. And he, the person I spoke to said, um, we really don't want to be involved in this. We're not really happy that it happened on our property. If you want the video, you're going to have to get a court order for it. So it was, okay, um, I understand. Uh, you know, two days later, I was talking to the local news station, and um, they said, the man informed me, he was like, you know, I understand you have the only video evidence because there was only one dash cam on uh, as far as the police have, and we watch it, and it's just the one that's pointing to the very corner of your husband's truck. You can see nothing except for the slightest of the corner of his truck. Um, so they even parked well, you know, kudos to you guys. You really, <laughs> well, you know, you get a lot of that parking practice at the various donut shops in the area. You know, those are in small strip malls with small parking places and you can't always find a close spot. So they, they get good at that. <laughs> well, I, I said, no, no, there's a uh, video evidence at the, um, gas station as well. And he said, no, we, uh, we talked to the police and they said they, they tried to get it, but there just isn't any. Wow. Well, you know, the the corporate people, I it's like, hey, I got an idea for you. If you don't want things happening on your property, close your shop. You know, it's a gas station along a highway. Well, not only that, but um, make sure that you do have video cameras on and rolling so that it, there's a deterrent for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And by the way, you might want to talk to the police. If you don't like things like this happening, you know, maybe ask them, hey, could you guys, we'll give you free coffee still, but could you just maybe just tase people at uh, village pantry <laughs> instead of our place or wherever it was. But uh, the court order thing, they always pull that. I mean, every corporation on earth is like, if you want our stuff, you got to get a court order. They make it sound harder than it is. Cause if you guys get a lawyer, the lawyer's just going to say discovery, you got to give it to me and that's it. Uh, it's filing a paper. But um, uh, the number, by the way, for all listeners of the DeKalb, County Prosecutor's Office will be on the website is 260-925-1646. I've already called them two or three times, and I know they don't like talking to me because I don't just (laughs) say things to them. I start asking questions and tell them I'm a journalist and say, uh, can I have the officer's names? Can you send me the incident report? Uh, How forthcoming has the prosecutor's office? And uh, what specific police department was this? Was this DeKalb County DeKalb County with assistance by the Water Waterloo. Yeah, I think it was the county sheriffs with the Waterloo, or is a, is a town. Right, right. Um, the prosecutor's office, though, to their uh, forthcomingness, has not given us anything. Uh, wouldn't tell me what he was being charged with. Wouldn't tell Dave. Didn't know what he was being charged with until he showed up to court that day. Um, they've been extremely uncooperative. Uh, not I. As for politeness, they get like a one out of ten. <laughs> yeah, they weren't very polite with me. Um, and uh, I'm really, I, I wouldn't want to talk to me on the phone when I'm <laughs> calling to ask for stuff. Because, and I may mean, I have your name, ma'am. And, I, uh, you know. I began very polite. Um, just, you know, please help me out. My husband's in there. I just give me anything. Let me know what's going on. Where, what's my next step? Where anything and just nope we don't have anything for you no i'm not going to really set information to you you get nothing but it's pretty much their attitude from the get-go um i she said uh there's no information on what he's being charged with or anything from on my first phone conversation and i said well that's not true um because the 
the DeKalb County is apparently making press releases about about his charges. And she goes, don't tell me what I say isn't true. And if that's um, and if don't tell me what I say isn't true. And if um, I'm trying to get the quote right, but basically go look at that, then like leave me alone and go look at that. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I understand that uh, there's an individual that works for the prosecutor or maybe is the prosecutor that has been uh, kind enough to operate as a sort of an answering uh, service. Deb yeah. Wartman, the... Uh... De- Debbie, I, <laughs> I prefer Debbie, but you let me know what you like. Deborah, Deb, you know, whatever. She, I believe she's her um, I, investigator or, or something like that, but she's apparently also moonlighting as a secretary, so... Was she complaining that people were calling and leaving messages for Dave with the prosecutor's office? <laughs> I don't know, Debbie. Is I that Okay. <laughs> Do you mind? Like, I, don't, I thought she was being nice and just saving them for me. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure they were they were supportive. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I called them and asked them every question I could. And there's just it's very nebulous. We don't have that information yet. It hasn't gotten to us from, you know, this person or that person. Uh, they're going to have to release it and disclose it anyway. And they're going to have to testify against your video. I, I don't understand uh, was there anything else in the incident report that jumped out at you guys as that did not happen? Um, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing's kind of fiction. I got gotcha. you. Yes. The entire document was a very fun and interesting uh, story uh, that, you know, did not happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyone that's interested should read that and then watch the video. Uh, you know, it's, it, they just absolutely uh, do not match. Um, how now is this going to affect your MMA training at all? I mean, I, it has to, at least mentally. Um, but what, how will this affect, you know, your ability to pursue your career? Um, we haven't spoken to Titan yet. So, uh, yeah. which is who he signed with. Um, so that obviously is, is yet to be seen insofar as his actual contract goes, but as to training and everything else, this definitely adds a lot more to the plate. Right. I mean, it's going to take time away from your training. Um, I guess if we want to get into MMA just a little bit, uh, I said it once before, I'll say it again. Okay. I played soccer in college and actually after college. And uh, that's a sport that requires a lot of physical stamina and endurance. I couldn't do MMA the, the kind of, of, first of all, can you talk about the, the bandwidth of skills that you have to possess? You can't just be a great wrestler, which you are. You can't just be a great striker or puncher, which you are. you got to know jujitsu, Muay Thai, all this other stuff. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Because I think that, that gets into the amount of time you have to spend at the sport and how much crap it is that you're going to have to take time and deal with this thing. Well, I think um, mental determination um, you know, is more important than skill, <laughs> but if you are going to learn those skills, they really do take a lot of time. Um, you know, uh, it took, I was doing like three, three a day, practice two a days and three day practices for a year and a half straight. Um, before I got a decent understanding of Muay Thai, um, you know what I mean? Uh, once you, once you have the skills, um, then it's like riding a bike, you know, you don't have to do it 
uh, every day, just like once a year, so you don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the mental part of it. I mean, that's that's true of all sports. I mean, that's everybody thinks it's this or it's that. It's like it's really who wants it more. You know, uh, yeah. I don't care what sport it is. It's it's the mental part of it, particularly in a sport like yours, where the difference between the champion and the 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 you know number one contender is is sliver thin there are no undefeated mma champions if you are yeah, in this one. sport you're going to get caught and and that's because everybody is at such an elite level the difference is just that mental part of it you know uh the the next thing is the the stamina and the physical shape you guys have to be in it's like Anybody that's played football or even tried to box for three minutes is even if they think they're in great shape, they are going to be gassed like they can't imagine. And you do this for five minute rounds. Uh, can you talk about the, the just the physical shape you have to be in? How many hours a day do you spend in the gym? Um, I actually don't spend that much time in the gym. Dave's a little bit of an anomaly. I, uh, okay, okay. I do unorthodox training methods. Uh, you get tased by police. Yes, that was, I mean, that's kind of like, uh, they, you, they came out with like an electrical thing that you can just hook up to yourself. And then, <laughs> so it works you out. Yeah. A taser is just a really, really strong one. Of those. <laughs> well, well, uh, uh, <laughs> can you tell me how these fights get made? And how you get made aware of them. I watch the, the, you know, the mixed martial arts. And it's like the announcers seem to know, you know, if this guy wins him, this fight, he'll probably fight this guy. But there's oh, no, there's no well, bra bracket. Basically, one guy at the top controls everything and makes all the decisions. Mm -hmm. And whatever he wants, whoever he wants to fight, whoever is pretty much what's is going to happen. I mean, if they can get the fighters to agree to it. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so some guy will call you up and just say, you're going to fight so-and-so. No, um, they, they actually, they say, Hey, would you like to fight this guy? And I always say yes. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. Uh, you have had, uh, I, man, how many, f is there been a fighter that has had more last second substitutions of opponent than you? I don't know. I, I've never actually uh, thought about that or knew there was even a record cap of that. But <laughs> well, I don't either. I'm just I was reading. That's through, a good one. I was reading through your stuff, and it's like, gosh, here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. And I'm like, wow, uh, what's that like? I mean, when you train for these guys, I imagine that you you have some knowledge of them generally at this point in your career because you're fighting more seasoned people and contenders. Oh, I, well, I never really trained for an opponent so much as just whoever. Um, like when I first started out, like you show up a lot of times, like I'd show up and then the guy's like, I'm not fighting that guy. <laughs> and now I'm like, now I don't have an opponent. So it might be, you know, does anybody else want to fight this guy? It's just like whoever's there or, uh, you know, maybe if somebody from the crowd, um, that, that had happened before. Wow. Um, that I wouldn't advise that. So <laughs> I wouldn't advise going to any sporting event, being in the crowd and then deciding you can take part in it. <laughs> I did not turn out well in the Wolverine movie. <laughs> now you mentioned Titan. Do you think that this, what's happened will, will affect you in terms of some of the sanctioning bodies or will this actually be a thing where, where people will say a sanctioning body might say, 
hey, uh, or a uh, you know fighting uh, championship might say, hey, look, this guy actually wasn't doing anything wrong and stood up for himself. That's something that we actually like, and that that this should have no bearing uh, whatsoever on any uh, how everyone perceives him. In fact, it's probably a positive. Well, I mean. I would hope that that that's how that they feel. I think that that would speak very well of them if that was their reaction. But again, that remains to be seen. We we have a um, I sent the uh, put word in with the company saying, hey, uh, let's get together and talk, see where we stand in all of this. And um, that was just this morning, but we haven't heard back yet because they haven't they haven't reached out to us yet. Well, maybe maybe uh, aggregating all the support on a Facebook page or something would would. Uh would help sway them because I know that there are just going to be thousands upon thousands of people that are, are on the side of right here. Uh, can you tell me about this name Pee Wee? <laughs> I, I, Jesus. I mean, I'm six, five, two Nobody ever calls me Pee Wee and you're bigger <laughs> than that. How that, did, uh, how'd that come into play? Well, um, when I first was looking into doing MMA, uh, People were like, what, you know, what's your nickname going to be? And I was like, you know, nicknames are stupid. I don't want one was my uh, natural <laughs> response. And they were like, oh, Herman Munster and saying stuff like that. And I was like, no, 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 no. If you're going to go with that, it's got to be Pee Wee. And then they're like, that's it. And then everybody called me Pee Wee every day after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like calling a fat guy tiny or, or yeah. something like that. that well, that, that is Pee Wee Herman. But that is awesome. I, it, you know. The only good nickname is your own name, and, and that sounds stupid. Dave the Dave Herman Herman it just wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> um, how can people help support you, and have you secured an attorney yet? We just started a Facebook page with all this because we were getting so many emails with questions. Is he out? What's the latest? Um, so we just began a Facebook page. If you can go like that, we'll keep you updated on there. Um, support wise, we also have been receiving a, the Facebook page is under Dave Herman. Um, we also started a, um, GoFundMe account because we've been receiving so many requests from people asking if they can make financial donations to help us, um, you know, fight this fight. Uh, so GoFundMe.com forward slash support the Hermans would be that one. And, um, then also uh, continue to call the prosecutor's office and tell them that you watched a video, you want these charges dropped against the man seen in the video being assaulted and refiled against the men who actually committed the crimes. And, um, you know, we want their badges. Uh, get these get these dangerous men off the streets. Do you have their names? Um, I do. Let me... Let, I've got them on, on paper here. I have to... Um, let me let me grab them. One of the questions while you're doing that that I asked repeatedly uh, of both the uh, prosecutor's office and the sheriff's office uh, was how many officers have been disciplined for excessive use of force on their uh, police force, and they really did not want to answer that question. And then I also asked if there was a database of disciplinary. Uh, actions uh, for either of those uh, organizations no there have there's not and it's like well there should be some record of that for the public so yeah be. um now i haven't actually um researched this yet but i uh, one of my friends did and he told me that uh, 
the guy standing next to the window is actually currently under investigation for assaulting a man in a parking lot seeking insulin who was diabetic. Wow. It's just, uh, you know, uh, you got to respect the police. They are, after all, the police, but they are not uh, judges and juries. Uh, this, this, what happened to you is absolutely crazy. Uh, I, I just can't think of what anybody would be thinking as what's the outcome I desire here, uh, getting out of the car and treating you the way that they did. Um, the, the officer's names, just so that everybody knows are op, op, deputy Jared Treesh, T R E E S H. Officer Steve Brady and Officer Zach Mord, M-O-O-R-D. Okay. Well, uh, my listeners are really good on the internet. So guys and gals, go at it. Whatever you find, email it to me. Uh, okay. Well, the, the number for the prosecutor's office, once again, is 260-925-1646. Call them immediately. Tell them that these charges are excessive they are made up out of whole cloth and they should be dismissed and the charges should be actually refiled against the officers or some sort of discipline uh disciplinary action should be taken against these officers is there anything else that that we can do to help support you or that people can do uh to help your situation um aside from you know those things everybody has been extremely supportive we cannot adequately express our gratitude and, um, you know, continue to, to, to do the same, fight this fight with us. Um, you know, when you see police brutality, make sure that you do have a camera, make sure that there are records and make sure that we are holding these guys accountable because this is, you know, this is where our kids are going to grow up. We, we want these guys off the streets. We want these, these bad examples, um, to go away. Well, and the good cops want them out of there, too. It makes everybody's job harder. It's it's absolutely a, an abandonment of the Constitution. It's, you know, we're not supposed to be subjected to this kind of thing in the United yeah. States of America. I don't want to be nervous when I see blue and red flashing lights. There's enough people going around impersonating these guys, making them look bad. We don't need actual members of the police force making them look bad. Well, and the whole thing has changed. When I was a kid, it was all about, this is Officer Bob, and he's here to help you. Now yeah. it's, this is he's Officer Bob. This is Officer Bob, and he's wearing combat gear. Why? Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be intimidated by the people that are supposed to be protecting me, you know? And, yeah, and the police know that you're going to be freaked out no matter when they pull you over. I mean, you're a human being. You're driving along and you're getting pulled over. It's even if you know what you did wrong. I actually wasn't freaked out because I didn't think. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right, right, like, right. Oh, sweet. They noticed our our hazards were on. There's I think they saw hazard, I think, means weakness, attack. <laughs> well, it's a flashing red light, you know. So, yeah, I get uh, it. You know, they, they, they go nuts for I that. I totally but understand. They're, Maybe they're, they were offended that we were competing with their flashing lights. That's it. That's it. Um, they're pretty proud of their uh, police cars and things. But, again, I keep saying it. 20 years ago, this would have been, how can we help you, sir? And why it devolved into this? That I just, would have been really nice. Yeah, that that's uh, why it devolved into. We, we better tase this guy and start charging him with felonies for trying to get home in the middle of the night. Uh, just just crazy. Well, yeah, well, the fact that they can hold the next eight and a half years of Dave's life 
and and let it hang in the balance like that and put that kind of stress on our family um, is is not cool. <laughs> well, I would ask any of those officers if a family member was having car problems, if that's the kind of treatment they would like to receive. Um, it's just, uh, again, I've got a family member. I've run this situation by him, and he's shaking his head. He's And the, the thing just keeps coming up. He just keeps saying, what are they thinking? And they're not thinking. They, they clearly, not a, not a thought impulse ran through their heads. Which, if we're going to arm people and put them on the street, you would hope that they would be capable of doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what's the situation? What's my intended outcome? And how can I handle that? And I just tasing a guy and then charging him with all this stuff, uh, the, particularly the being aggressive, that just really grates at me. Uh, I know what aggressive looks like, and I didn't see it in that video, except on the part of the police. Yeah, I mean, Dave, this is what he does for a He fights for a living. He is aggressive for a living, and he is the most calm person in the video. He is the guy holding back. He's the guy listening to their their demands, and um, then he's tased for it. <laughs> have, have you gotten any inclination that they were aware of who you were and what you do for a living? I did, At that time, I didn't have any idea. I didn't even, um, I didn't even think they did for like, probably until about a day after being in jail for a full day before I realized anybody even knew that I fought. Um, and then what, and then once I got out, obviously I found out they immediately went and bra started bragging on their Facebook and Twitter. So I'm not real sure. Well, and poor Dave is sitting in there, you know, they were so nice to me when I got into the jail, they were getting me water immediately, not the guy next to him. I think that they really liked my personality and yeah. I, as the, um, you know, devoted wife had to pat him on the back and say, no, Dave, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't your winning personality, although I am every day swooned by your charm. Um, it was the fact that there was uh, quite a bit of pressure being put on from all of our, our supporters and, and wonderful people calling and, and supporting him. Well, and uh, was your video rolling when, you know, up to the point where they got him in the car and everything? Because if he wasn't Mirandized, I mean, when did they Mirandize him? I never was. I that's, still that's, my rights. That's what I mean. They're going to have to say, well, here's when we did it. They did, They still haven't. Yeah. I uh, Still to this day, I have not been Mirandized. Although we have seen that they are quite good at writing uh, works of fiction. So we'll, we'll see if that. <laughs> well, and then not having any recording going on. I don't know if the, the squad cars in that area are equipped with uh, in-car recording devices or video. Well, in the in the video, the one video he um, where they're talking about their video recording, the one guy does point to it and say, I didn't have this turned on until after. So maybe. Yeah. Well, if those cam cameras pick up at any point uh, while yours is still rolling, then they're kind of screwed because if they don't have them Mirandizing him, you've got the whole incident start to finish. And if there's no Miranda, see ya. Yep. Well, we spoke with an attorney and he said that only um, the Mirandizing only uh, matters for things that evidence he would have said after the fact. Right, right. It's, after having been taken into custody, um, it doesn't so much pertain to the actual incident. Right. I mean, if he had said anything that was exculpatory or anything at all that he said, they can't use if they didn't Mirandize him. That doesn't necessarily abdicate the original charge that they're making. Right. And uh, that that, you know, I don't know whether I know a lot of prosecutors offices overcharge people so that they can plea them down. Uh, right. But these charges need to just go away. 
Absolutely. Hey, now, can I ask you a question? Um, and I and I I don't have a vested interest in the answer, but if these guys had done everything that they did and got you in the car and made a few calls and then came came to the squad car, opened the door, uncuffed you, and said, "Look, this was a misunderstanding." Uh, things got kind of out of control. We are very sorry. We apologize for blah, 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 blah. Would, I know you would have been still ticked off and, and all the all that stuff, but would it have been a situation where you just got in the car and went home? I was even after, I was already, I, I sort of thought maybe they were going to just leave me in jail for two days and then be like, all right, just to mess with me. Thinking, you know, there's no way they're honestly going to like, like, what are they doing, you know? Um, are these people really, they don't have any honesty or an integrity. Um, and I would have probably been okay with that even. Just, right. Oh, okay. All right. Good one. You even you're kind of a, you're kind of an ass, but whatever. Even in the video, you, you say after you've been tased, is this really necessary? I was stunned at how like articulate and calm you were after being tased. That was that was before I saw the video too, though, because I didn't know what happened after that. I didn't know that they wouldn't let you know. What I mean, uh, my wife closed the door and rolled up the window with our baby in the car. Um, now you know, what I mean, which is a little you know, I can I can uh, I can forgive you what for what you did to me, um, but you know, yeah. The other thing, just, the, you don't. You don't do that to babies, I guess. Right, right, right. And and uh, but it's, it's seriously, you 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 were saying even during the whole thing, is this really necessary? And when you said it, and I saw the video the first time, I was like, yeah. It was like I was in a movie, and the the good guy just shot the bad guy. I'm like, yeah, is this really necessary? Oh boy. Well, I I'm sorry that this happened to you. Any support that we can give you, let us know because we're gonna uh, Facebook sponsor this and get this in an ad form and uh, put some money behind it and get it in front of some people that are interested in, in uh, issues like this. Um, and kudos to Adam uh, and your interview with him, too, by the way. Uh, was thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, the guy is awesome in general. So um, thank you so much for your time. I know I've taken up a lot of it this morning, but uh, best of luck to you and everybody. Call the prosecutor's office. Give uh, support. Um, with, like us on Facebook. <laughs> like them on Facebook. And uh, the funding website is GoFundMe. GoFundMe.com forward slash support the Hermans. Okay. And all of those links are going to be on my website along with the video. Uh, so you can go there and, and click away. Again, uh, Herman family, thanks so much and best of luck to you. Thank you so much, Tom. It's Thank been you. a pleasure talking to you. You're listening to the Tom Gully Show. And what, what's your what's your what's your radio show? Where are your radio show hosts at? Where are your radio hosts? Shows? Where are you at? Where are you at? What's your what's your show? What's it called? Is it the podcast that's non-existent? You know what? When it launches, can I be on? Can I be on? Please, 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 please. please. Sure thing, crazy lady. Just send an email to Tom at the TomGullyShow.com. Boy, I have never met somebody with a more self-serving, pompous media blowhard that you give Rush Limbaugh a good name!
We'd like to thank Dave Herman and his wife, Madeline, for taking the time to be on the show. And naturally, we'd like to thank Leo for his wise and level-headed remarks. Remember, go to the Dave Herman Facebook page, check him out on GoFundMe, and uh, support him there. And call that DeKalb County prosecutor at 260-925-1646. You can find all the links I just mentioned on our site. And let these people know if they're not going to make things right on their own, let's let them know the public is watching and the public is not happy. Public would be voters. Voters elect officials that fund police departments. Just saying. And even if you're not a fan of mixed martial arts or maybe you've never even seen it, check out a Dave Herman fight and you'll be a fan in no time. Folks, we'd really appreciate it if you'd share this on your various Facebook pages. Trying to spread the word means trying to spread our little show here. We'd appreciate it if you'd like the Tom Gully show, not me, but the show on Facebook as well, if the mood strikes you. And of course, there's always the TomGullyShow.com. That's where you can find everything about this show. There's the Tom Gully Show store. Filled with top quality name brand merchandise that just happens to have my logo on it. And we're always encouraging you to subscribe on iTunes for free. Because if it's free, it's for me. Follow us on Twitter at Atomic Palooka as well so I can increase my clout and cred ratings. So if I get enough points, we're all going to go to the aces. That'll do it for tonight. I'm out of here. I got to go talk to some people. I'll talk to you much later. Each night, Jay Johnson takes us in with the truth wagon. Go into jjohnsonmusic.com and just snap up everything that's there and each night we take you out with the hitman blues band my very favorite blues band you can go to hitmanbluesband.com or you can go to hitmanbluesband.net where you can sign up for the mailing list they do not hammer you with emails like once a month maybe and you get nine free blues songs from this band nine yeah and they're all gonna rip it up for you so the hitman blues band takes us out each night with the catch 22 blues hats off to them and we will see you next time well the bucket lifts a twig for a dog it's nothing big but he don't want to and the dog can't grab a cat a raccoon can do all that but he don't want to And I dream of you at night While you hold your baby tight But he don't want you You can see it in his eyes From the way he tells you lies But he don't want you He stays at work too long And you beg him to come